0: Shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth as a companion when you got pun on the canoe route Hopped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, armchair fighting style. Bow, you will see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alrighty everybody, welcome back to this, the 46th iteration of the Kona Hook Companion. Yeah, the 46th iteration of the Kona Hook Companion. On this episode, we're going to be covering episode 45 of Naruto, entitled Surprise Attack, Naruto's Secret Weapon. And so before we get too far off into that episode, I do want to go over what happened on the previous episode in my own words, like we typically do, just so that we can all be oriented Uh, So, in the last episode, Naruto and Kiba had their big fight, or at least got presumably halfway or so through it. Uh, Kiba hit Naruto with everything but the kitchen sink. The jutsus that he showed us were, um, well, the things that he'll do is he'll use Akamaru, right? He's got a a ninja puppy who he can use as a a distraction, a diversion, an attacker, anything. Just an extra extra pair of hands. He's got beast mimicry, which kind of puts him into a little bit more animalistic of a form. His hands get kind of bigger. His fingernails turn into claws. His teeth become kind of more fang-like, uh, just generally more animalistic. He kind of like moves more animally, right? He's like kind of squatted down on all fours type shit. Um, And on the subject of all fours, the first jutsu that he showed us from within the beast mimicry form was the all fours jutsu, where he basically charges in and shoulder checks Naruto. He also will utilize smoke bombs. He will also utilize food pills, which this was the first time we ever saw food pills being utilized in the show. If I recall correctly, basically food pills are think just like immediate stat boosters in the form of a pill, right? Uh, you take this pill, you double in strength, pretty fucking straightforward. Um, he also has the beast mimicry form. He'll do from within the beast mimicry form, the man beast clones, which makes it to where him and Akamaru are effectively indifferentiable. Um, He'll also feed the food pills to Akamaru to boost Akamaru's strength. Uh, and then he ultimately showed us the man beast ultimate Taijutsu Fang over Fang. So Kiba's whole thing is utilizing this Ninja dog, buffing the Ninja dog, buffing himself, using clone Jutsu to take the buffed dog and turn it into a buffed clone version of himself. Uh, and it's really tricky. Like he's a, tough opponent. He's he's hit Naruto with the kitchen sink, but ultimately uh, Naruto is a tank. He took it all on the chin and is still standing, uh, and the fight's getting ready to continue. Hinata was a ride-or-die throughout the entire episode, although she did experience a little bit of conflict because she, a part of her wants to pull for her teammate in Kiba, but she also wants to pull for her crush in Naruto. Uh, Kakashi never really seemed worried in the slightest. I think that, you know, Kakashi's seen enough. He knows that Kiba ain't necessarily got the, the testicular fortitude to take out Naruto. Uh, Naruto is finally getting to show out in front of everybody, right? His whole thing up until this point has been being recognized and being respected and treated like somebody who matters. And, uh, you know, winning winning fights in the, in the final round of the tuning exam or in the preliminary round of the tuning exam is a great way to get some eyes on you and, uh, and kind of turn your, your general uh, perception within the village around pretty quickly. Uh, even the smartest young ninja around, Shikamaru, was shocked by Naruto's progress, and uh, it even seemed as though members of the San siblings were impressed. But ultimately, Naruto has taken everything on the chin, stood back up, and is ready to keep fighting, and the episode ends. And so this episode starts in kind of traditional Naruto fashion. They, they drop us off a little ways back. Uh, it takes us back to whenever Kiba had knocked Naruto down and uh, mocked him for his dream of becoming Hokage. Talk shit, saying that, how can you become Hokage whenever I'm going to be Hokage? I'm obviously stronger than you. I'm that dude, not you. Naruto has a flashback to being picked on in the class for not being able to do clone jutsu, and Kiba is, like, leading the pack laughing at him the hardest. But the whole time, Hinata still believed in him. Even, even back then, whenever Naruto was a three-year student and couldn't even get a, uh, couldn't even get a proper clone made. Naruto stands up and tells Kiba to forget about becoming Hokage because he's the top dog around here now. The title slide comes in, and Naruto reads "Surprise Attack: Naruto's Secret Weapon." Kiba and Akamaru, who at this point are still in uh, the beast mimicry man-beast clone state, right? You can't tell them apart, but they both come charging forward. And you know, one's the other. One of them, like they—they they both come forward. So, Kiba and Akamaru come charging forward. Uh, and they throw some smoke bombs and while Naruto is engulfed in the smoke, they bust out the fang over fang. Um, so this is like the tip of the spear for Kiba, right? It's, he's in beast mimicry form. He's done the man beast clones. He's given him and Akamaru both food pills to boost up their strength. He's throwing out smoke bombs to give himself a, a cover, and then he's hitting Naruto while he's in the smoke with his most effective jutsu, the ultimate taijutsu, the Fang over Fang. Uh, but Naruto manages to dodge it, uh, but as soon as Kiba gets his footing, he tries it again, but this time uh, to seemingly greater effect. Uh, he's Him and Kiba are hitting Naruto while he's in the smoke, until Naruto is able to think quickly, and he transforms into a copy of Kiba and Akamaru in the Man-Beast clone Beast Mimicry state, Um, and so basically now there's three of the same individuals standing in the arena, and now uh, Kiba is supposedly going to have a hard time differentiating between Naruto and Akamaru because they look identical. Kiba punches one of them to the ground and mocks that he can still smell Naruto uh, and that it's very easy for him to tell who the real one is. Uh, and so, again, he's like, like, I know who you are and punched Naruto to the ground. Um, and as he's doing this, Kurinai in the stands reveals that Kiba has uh, the capacity to concentrate his chakra into his sense of smell and that uh, his sense of smell is effectively a thousand times greater than that of the average shinobi. So uh, he definitely has a a really, really strong nose, and he's effectively able to sniff out the difference between Naruto and Akamaru. They might look the same, but you can't trick his nose. Now, this is when things get tricky. It turns out that uh, Kiba did, in fact, punch Naruto the first time, right? He, He was like, I know you're Naruto, and he punched him. But when Naruto fell to the ground, Naruto transformed into Akamaru. And so, whenever Kiba realizes, quote unquote, that he accidentally hit Akamaru, he immediately turns and hits who he believes to be Naruto. Um, But again, the second copy is actually Akamaru. And when he punches Akamaru, Akamaru falls to the ground, the transformation breaks, and he's still Akamaru. And so now Kiba's punched both the other copies of himself that are in the arena to the ground, and they've both transformed into Akamaru, right? Although one of them distinctly smelled like Naruto, but he, he didn't trust his sense of smell whenever he saw that it was Akamaru on the ground. He, uh, he doubted his senses. And so again, when when Akamaru falls to the ground and the jutsu breaks and he transforms back into himself, Naruto behind Kiba transforms back into his normal self, and while Kiba's distracted, Naruto launches a sneak attack, which ultimately ends in him kicking Kiba in the face. Naruto mocks Kiba for being a dummy and not using his jutsu carefully enough, which basically allowed him to use it against him which is a callback to Kakashi, uh, during the, like the bell test, whenever that whole time, like this is way, like way back callbacks already. Um, and Kakashi even kind of points out that's my line. Well, sort of. Um, but the point is that this lesson that Naruto is teaching Kiba is a lesson that Kakashi taught Naruto and that isn't lost on Kakashi. Kiba, at this point, gets up and charges forward, believing that he still has the speed advantage and that he can uh, still ultimately beat Naruto with the proper utilization of the all-fours jutsu. Kiba throws kunai at Naruto as he charges forward. It's actually not kunai, there's shuriken. Uh, Kiba charges forward towards Naruto and throws shuriken, which causes Naruto to have to jump and avoid the shuriken, right? Uh, while he's jumping and avoiding the shuriken, uh, it le- he finds himself open to getting hit by Kiba's all-four jutsu, uh, which he does get hit by, and it sends him flying to the ground. Naruto tries to stand back up, but Kiba knocks him back down before he's able to get back up moving too quickly for Naruto to build up any meaningful amount of chakra, and which ultimately negates his ability to fight back in any meaningful way. Kiba attacks again, but this time Naruto catches him and throws him, kind of like Judo throws him, uses his own momentum to throw him to the ground. Naruto at this point again demands that he's going to be Hokage and that he can't lose right now. Kiba yet again mocks Naruto for trying to become Hokage. He still believes that he's stronger than Naruto. He still believes that, you know, Kiba still thinks as Naruto is the kid who couldn't couldn't even cast a proper transformation jutsu in the academy after 3 years of being in the academy, right? So, whenever Kiba hears Naruto saying I'm going to be Hokage, it, it it literally is a chuckle for him and he's basically demanding, that there's no way you're going to be Hokage when there's someone like Mia around who also is intending on becoming Hokage. Kiba charges forward and hits Naruto with several attacks, knocking him to the ground, but Naruto just will not stay down. And this, of course, shocks Kiba, right? At this point, Kiba's knocked Naruto to the ground like a dozen times in this fight. Naruto... Just remains unfazed and keeps getting back up. Kiba is clearly getting more and more concerned at this point, And Naruto's people cheer him on, right? I think everybody at this point can kind of more or less see the tide is turning, right? Kiba has hit Naruto with literally everything in his arsenal. Buffed himself, buffed his dog, cloned himself, cloned his dog, used smoke bombs, used food pills use the ultimate Taijutsu fang over fang in conjunction with the food pills and the smoke bombs and the and the man-beast clones simultaneously. Like, he's got all kinds of buffs and stacks happening all at once, and Naruto just keeps standing back up. So, I don't know what Kiba's gonna be able to do, and I think that everybody in the arena is starting to kind of get that sense, right? Like, wow, what's he gonna be able to do? And so, Naruto with like the extra spirit behind him with having realizing that there are people cheering for him decides it's time to bust out his secret new move at which point Kiba charges and fakes him and circles around to Naruto's back for a sneak attack when Naruto farts in Kiba's face. And remember Kiba's sense of smell is a thousand times stronger than the average person. And so it hits him right in the face and Kiba has to stop and cover his face and like real in disgust. He has to take a moment to regain his composure. And while he's doing this, Naruto busts out his shadow clone Jutsu and circles Kiba uh, with four clones and himself. So Kiba's surrounded by five Narutos at this point. One of them, whether, I don't know if it's the original or one of the clones, they don't, I don't, I don't think anyone necessarily knows at this point, unless you maybe read the manga and they show you a little bit more, but in the anime, it's pretty hard to tell. But the point is, one of the Naruto's leaps in and punches Kiba in the face, which sends Kiba kind of reeling backwards. And as he reels backwards, uh, he's met by three of the other Naruto's who, Uh, simultaneously kick him from behind as he's off balance up into the air and as he's flying up into the air there's the fifth and final naruto comes in and like axe kicks him in the back of the head and it sends kiba flying straight down face down into the ground and he calls this the Uzumaki Barrage, which is effectively <clears throat> a spinoff of Sasuke's Lion's Barrage, which is effectively a spinoff of Rock Lee's Primary Lotus. So it's, it's really, really neat here how, uh, like, meta the moves are getting, for lack of a better way to put it, right? Uh, Rock Lee learned from my guy. Sasuke learned from Rock Lee. Naruto learned from Sasuke. And the moves keep getting slightly different, right? Like they're having to do different stuff to get them up in the air. They're doing different stuff once they have them up in the air. But the bottom line is it's all revolving around a kick into the air. And then again, either slamming or kicking or, you know, some way slamming these people into the ground on their face, like airborne pile driver shit. This knocks Kiba out, and Hayate Gecko declares Naruto the winner, and everybody is shocked. I mean, hell, we were shocked. Kiba, Kiba seemed like a badass. He was super fast, super strong. Had the dog, had the food pills, had the smoke bombs, had everything going for him. Had the confidence, you know, had it all. And everybody, I think, sensed that in the arena, right? Everybody knew that Kiba was. The favorite in the fight. I mean, even whenever Hayate declares Naruto the winner, there's several people in the stands that remark on how big of an underdog Naruto was and how big a shock it was, uh, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The medical corps come out and cart Kiba off as Naruto goes to the stands, a triumphant victor. Hinata wants so badly to drum up something with naruto but she's just so nervous and as he walks by her she does manage to squeak out a naruto and it catches his attention and she kind of awkwardly comes over and just like hands him a jar and he doesn't know what it is and kur and i luckily enough sees what's going on, sees Hinata making this offering to Naruto, realizes that Hinata's got some little feelings for Naruto, and so Kuranai speaks up and says that it's a healing ointment, and uh, Naruto effectively, gracefully accepts it, and, you know, at this point, Hinata and Naruto are bonding, right? Naruto won, she cheered him on, she gave him a, a, a gift in the end. And it's something that's useful. It's meant to help him recover. It's like a very kind, caring thing. Obviously, Naruto is not entirely aware of the way that Hinata feels about him. He's a young knucklehead. And so he's not picking up on some of the subtle stuff. But um, at this point, he's got a super fan in Hinata who is there to take care of him whenever he's hurt. She's literally giving him and stuff so that he can take good care of himself after his fight. Kurinai sees what's going on. She's trying to help the cause. Like, people have got... Hinata's got Naruto's back, and people have got Hinata's back. So you can see how, like, these uh, bonds are being built within the village, right? Hinata's part of the Hyuga clan. The Hyuga clan's one of the big uh, clans within the village, and so... Him gaining the favor of someone like Hinata and Hinata already having the favor of the majority of the village is a big step for him to become uh, acknowledged and respected throughout the rest of the community, right? At least in my opinion. Uh, At this point, it shows us Neji, who's kind of scowling at Hinata and thinks, silly Hinata, not a care in the world. And the episode ends. And so... Maybe a little bit of foreshadowing about some potential friction that could come up between Neji and Hinata. They're both Hugas, They both have a Byakugan. Um, but for some reason, Neji's definitely kind of looking at her a little cross right now. And I mean, I say for some reason, it's because she doesn't have a care in the world. Obviously, Neji's kind of a serious character. And I guess Hinata isn't serious enough for him right now. We're going to see where it all goes, but it would appear as though there's a little bit of foreshadowing happening right now. Uh, At the end of the day, this is a fantastic episode. Um, You know, not a whole, whole lot happened. We got to see the second half of a fight between Naruto and Kiba and Akamaru. Uh, I think that you can't sleep on Naruto's wit. Right? I don't think he's necessarily the smartest dude. Book smarts. Obviously, he's not gonna be busting out any trigonometric functions and be doing anything spectacular with the pen and paper. But uh clearly now, if you put him in a pinch, right, you put him with his back against the wall, uh, he can he can come up with some clever stuff. The way that he tricked Kiba was really, really impressive. Uh, and the way that he was he was able to do it so effectively that Kiba even with his super fancy sense of smell doubted his own senses right he Naruto did such a good job that Kiba threw out his sense of smell knowing which one was Naruto and believed his eyes because that's how good of a job that Naruto did so You know, it's really, really cool to see Naruto since the the very beginning of the first arc being someone who literally can't even cast a a transformation jutsu to look like the third Hokage convincingly in the class. To being able to make such a convincing transformation version of Akamaru that he was able to literally trick Kiba. And... I don't know if the show did a good enough job of reiterating how big a deal this is. Right. Uh, remember at the beginning of the fight, Hayate Gecko drew a comparison between, uh, Kiba and his dog and Shino and his bugs and said that they're literally one. Right. And so, that's like Naruto turning into Kiba's left nut and convincing Kiba that Naruto's actually Kiba's left nut. You know what I'm saying? These guys are literally being thought of as one being by the higher ups in order for them to be able to participate in the chinning exams the way they're being able to participate. And he fooled him, you know? So, big props to Naruto. There's clear linear growth that you can see on types of jutsu, right? The. The transformation and clone jutsu stuff is just... Oh, he's, he's killing it. Um, Naruto is a tank. What more could Kiba have done? He buffed himself. He buffed his dog. He transformed his dog. He used smoke grenades, food pills, ultimate taijutsu, fang over fang, direct hits. All of it, bro. On the chin. And Naruto was just able to stand up and tank it. And so, uh, you know, you couple... The Ninetale Fox energy with his tankiness, with his subtle cleverness of wit that he has, and Naruto is clearly shaping up to be a a formidable opponent for anybody, right? Uh, His measurables that they were looking at in the academy might not have been that great, but I I think it's clear that in real life application, he's a better ninja than what they're able to put on paper. So that's cool. I love that as a ride or die for Naruto. It's so sweet that she gave him the ointment so that he could take care of himself after the fight. Uh, it's so sweet how she's so enamored with him that she literally can't even mutter out the words that she needs to because she's so nervous. Um, there's just a lot of cuteness. Uh Kura and I even mentioned towards the end of the episode that Kiba should feel no shame. Uh, that he fought well and it's just that Naruto is an exceptional opponent that nobody really saw coming um, moving forward it's gonna be interesting to see what the next fight is I who who's the next fight who's gonna fight next they haven't determined that yet every other time they've they've given us that determination before the episode ends so now we're gonna have to figure that out at the start of the next episode. Uh, There's still no sign of Sasuke, which is he's going to have to fight here in a little bit. And I guess he's still incapacitated from having the the curse mark sealed. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, None of us should be entirely sure. They haven't been explaining it. Um, But so it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, with the rest of these fights And it's going to be interesting to see who Naruto winds up getting matched up with in the next round, right? Because remember, this isn't even the third round. This is actually just a preliminary round so that they can set the matchups for the third round because they had too many candidates make it past the second round of the Chunin exams. And they have the right to basically thin out the herd however they see fit. And so that's what they're doing. So... Uh, You know, I could ramble about this all day. I feel as though I've effectively covered everything that happened in this episode and was able to uh, point out the stuff that was important and keep everybody oriented. And ultimately, that's the point. I want you to be able to watch Naruto and then watch this podcast and have a clear, easy, coherent way of understanding what's happening moving forward. Because there's so much that's going on. A lot of it kind of gets washed over. I mean, like I said, they didn't really really tell us how big a deal it was that Naruto was able to fool Kiba's nose, right? That's something that you would need to just keep filed, and the more they develop Kiba's character throughout the series, you would realize more, right? And so I'm here to just keep you oriented from the start, so... Uh I hope that you guys are enjoying the show and y'all are appreciating the the effort that I'm putting in to keep you guys all oriented on this big massive anime that's spanning a thousand episodes and a dozen movies and novels and magazines and all kinds of shit. And uh, you know, I know I love the show. I hope you guys love the show and I hope uh you know, I'm just really looking forward to doing more of these. It's a ton of fun. Uh I love the podcast, I love the community, I love the anime. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, You guys take it easy. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, this is Joshua. I'm your Kona companion. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.